The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode, our December bonus episode. We skipped last month's November, but we do a monthly feminist women in the arts book club, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Find a book about various things. I can't even remember if we actually announced what the December book of the month was in any of our episodes. (laughs) I don't think so. This month has been crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But we had a book picked out and we Mm -hmm. actually got to talk with a good friend of mine from UVU when I was studying in music because, well, I guess Let's actually announce what the book is now. Would you like to mention what the book is? Yes. The book is called Change for Good, a feminist history of the Broadway musical. It's by Stacey Wolf, and Mm -hmm. it goes over everything from like Guys and Dolls, In the Heights, um, Wicked, what else is in here? Cabaret, Chorus Line, West Side Story, Opera. Yeah. A lot of them. Tons of them. And then just kind of talks about the female characters within them um the performers behind those characters the creators of the characters Mm -hmm. and kind of the different parts of like gender sexuality and everything that played into those different roles yeah and what was cool the chapters are separated in like so the introduction is well it's called defying gravity but she really just kind of goes through and like defines like um defines different things like regarding the like the world of musical theater and also like why she's focusing on gender and like talked about like the reason for tropes in like musicals and like why they're actually like really beneficial and they're really good but then she goes through each decade and kind of talks about the way that women were shown in those musicals and how that kind of evolved and changed over time a little bit um, which was really cool and it all kind of starts with Wicked like the introduction is called Defying Gravity and she opens it up yeah. talking about Wicked. So and I mean, the book is called Changed for Good. I so it's, it's definitely, yeah. there's a lot of wicked tie-ins on yeah. uh, in this book. Yeah, ha ha ha. No, I think it's really cool though that she brings this up because obviously like there's always, always a female lead in a Broadway mm-hmm. musical without fail. And they usually have like a solo and quite a few speaking parts and that's like a thing that doesn't always happen in like movies and films yeah Um, there's been plenty of movies and films where I have haven't seen a female lead in any capacity that has a moment alone in front of the screen at any Uh point Um, and yet that's something that theater has always kind of been able to do in a way that Mm -hmm. makes it really cool and so the fact that she's able to highlight like those different characters and the different way that Broadway musicals have been like feminist and included women in in different ways i think that's really cool 
Yeah, and also, too, just, like, the way that... Like, because we're obviously a little bit more familiar with movie tropes. I think movie tropes are a little bit more obvious in culture because it's yeah. a little bit... You know, movies are more accessible than the Broadway musical. Yeah, especially um, now. We definitely yeah. all consume way more movies than we yeah. do Broadway musicals. <laughs> it was cool, to, though, to, like, learn and, like, read through about, like, the you know the tropes and the stereotypes that exist within Broadway musicals and how some of them are very similar to like what we see in movies and how like some things are more like obvious to or mm-hmm. specific to Broadway musicals which is cool yeah and kind of the fun thing about the interview we got to do is we actually got to talk to her about like her life as a theater performer yeah in multiple uh-huh. different ways um she's a character performer she performs in local and all sorts of other theater yeah um she has a very interesting life that's for sure (laughs) yeah well that's why I wanted to talk to Amanda because Mm -hmm. like I mentioned we met at UVU we were in an opera together actually the one opera that I was in it was very fun the reason why I wanted to talk to her is because I'm not doing anything you know in Mm -hmm. theater anymore but I see her so actively doing it but I feel like her path isn't the conventional like go to you know get a bfa or you know go i don't even know what the is that the, what the musical theater degree is called what's it called if it's like an acting i don't know Oops. it's probably the same bachelor of fine arts fine arts yeah anyways this you know they didn't get her musical theater degree it was just something that she's mm-hmm. still doing just because she loves it and how she still has been able to like find work and like I've been so inspired watching that and it was like so cool so we talk a lot about really just Amanda's life it kind of just turned into an interview and like get to know you session with Amanda but it was a lovely and fun conversation so I yeah sure definitely just like we talked about kind of a way to a modern career in theater yeah (laughs) and acting and it always makes me want to do community theater again. I know. It made me want to audition for something again. Absolutely. Uh, it's like, I haven't done a play since high school. It made me miss it. I know. Cool. Well, shall we, yeah. shall we get into it? Let's do it. First off, as a guest on the podcast, do you want to give a brief introduction to you? what you do I guess in your normal life well I you know and artist life whatever whatever you feel is important to mention yeah I mean they're kind of intertwined in a lot of ways um I don't know do you want like a like a full timeline type thing or just like here's where I'm at and then we can kind of jump let's start with where you're at like the brief overview of what you're doing and then we can dive into the history okay so um I do my so my my full time job right now is I'm a graphic designer for headstones, um, which is really interesting. It's one of those things where it's wait for like literal like a graveyard headstones. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh my gosh! Like, oh, someone's got to do that, I guess, right? Like, That's what, like when I, I saw you post about what? that on Instagram. I it was like exactly that thing where I was like. Oh, yeah, I guess that has to be someone's job, but I've literally never thought about that. Oh, my heck. Yeah, I have never once in my life pondered who actually makes the headstones. That is really cool. Yeah, so basically, like, funeral homes are the middleman, so I never, Mm -hmm. almost never interact with the actual families. Yeah. Um, They'll come and be like, hey, my grandpa passed or whatever. And they're like, okay, here's someone who can do flowers. Here's someone who will design your headstone. Here's someone who will get you a casket, all of that. 
Um, yeah. So then we just get orders from the funeral homes and it's like, they want a cat on this side and the kid's name's on the back and whatever. Um, and then sometimes they'll have custom art that they want drawn. So like, here's the airplane that he flew in his life or here's their dog that they had forever or here's a car that they drove for a really long time. And so we'll take that photo and draw it so that it can be blasted on the stone. So that's, that's so wow. cool. That's my day job. <laughs> I'm that's obsessed so cool. with that. Just cause like you yeah. said, it's like the most random thing that's like, you don't know about it unless you know about it. But like, of course it's important. <laughs> right. Someone's yeah, gotta I do it. did not know it was a thing until here I am. So yeah, that's amazing. Oh, wait, how that's did you so cool. like discover that job? Um, literally just on Indeed, and I didn't really know what it was, um, because what was happening is me and my husband bought a house in South Jordan, and so Uh we were moving up here, and was just looking for jobs in the area, and I didn't realize, like, what it was until I got to the interview, and I was like, oh, okay, I mean, like, I'm still down, but, like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. So man, happened. I guess that's amazing. This is like a very weird question, but like, have you thought about your own headstone because of your job there? (laughs) Have you like you're like this is what I want? (laughs) Yes, I definitely thought about like oh, if my husband passed before me and we did like an individual stone just for him, like what I would put on it, Um, (laughs) or like yeah, if we had to do one for both of us, like I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people do design them ahead of time mm. it's really interesting that's crazy we're young yeah, I th- we don't usually have to think about that yeah I think my grandparents already have theirs like done caskets picked out everything yeah. paid for like yeah. literally <laughs> order the flowers and that's it so. yeah <laughs> that's so morbid. sometimes I get curious <laughs> and have to like google people and be like how did this person die because a lot of people are like <laughs> recent and so I'll like yeah. work and I'm like oh my gosh this person died over the weekend while I was like off doing whatever so it's kind of That's weird so crazy. um yeah yeah really interesting that is That's interesting. cool okay so headstone designer by day yeah. um, <laughs> tell me about what you're doing as a performer right now um okay so I also do a lot of musical theater and I do princess parties um I would say that's what I do most of the time Mm -hmm. Um, so I will do just birthday parties or different events and show up as their favorite character and we'll play games and sing and whatever. It's super fun. I sing at a birthday party. Like this family was very, um, bougie because they hired a live performer to come for their three-year-old's birthday party. So I was in the background. Yes. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, I was down, you know, it's like, I'll take whatever job I can get, but they had Moana and Maui come literally they live in daybreak. I don't know if you guys know what daybreak is, but that's where I live. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you know, like the big pond. Yeah. Yeah. They had Moana come in on a paddleboard. I know who the Moana was that day. I oh, no way. With her. Yeah. Okay, I wondered if there was a connection. But yeah, she literally came in on a paddleboard and I was like, this what? is the craziest par- party I've ever been to. Yeah, I've seen a lot of crazy birthday parties for really, really young kids. And I'm like, it's it's funny because I'm like, I would never 
I would never hire a princess to for my kids' party, like ever. It's expensive, but it, a lot it, of people it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> we always plan the parties during the kids' nap time too, so they'll like have a meltdown, and the parents like, "Oh, sorry, it's her nap time," and I'm like, <laughs> "Did we not plan <laughs> this? that? <laughs> You're good." So let's talk about the history then. I want to know when did you start singing, performing? I also want to talk a little bit about UVU and like your decisions around then. I mean, okay. I don't know this part of your life, so I'm excited to learn. Yeah. Okay. I will talk I mean, as brief as you can, I guess, because I know life histories are hard to compile. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, true. <laughs> I'll just go like through schooling years, I guess. So that's perfect. Like age four started in uh tap ballet and jazz like a lot of girls so and cute. stuck with jazz for a while until about age 10 and then I stopped that and then junior high I started ballroom and I really enjoyed yeah. that and then at that time I also got into musical theater a little bit so I took a couple drama classes I did like this youth theater group at the Sierra in Orem oh yeah uh-huh. um, and we did a production of Little Mermaid <laughs> adorable it was really great I was a mer sister oh Um, cute yeah so then I so I was like obsessed with musical theater but I didn't really do it that much I just Mm -hmm. listened to it a lot um so then high school starts and I have to decide like theater or dance and I chose dance so I stuck with ballroom I was on the varsity ballroom team for a couple years and at the same time I was also doing AP art Um, because I draw and stuff as well and then at like age 16 I randomly decided I want to learn how to sing um so (laughs) my mom was like okay I don't know anything about that but I know your aunt is a singer and she teaches voice lessons so you'll just go to her oh cool Um, okay and my aunt graduated from UVU in the opera program oh so when I went to her I was like I want to be a belter. I'm going to be Alphaba on Broadway, <laughs> you know? And she was yeah. like, mm, you're an opera singer. And I was like, nobody sings opera. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but turns out I was kind of good at it. And so she taught me for a few years until I graduated high school. Um, and then it was just like this random thing that I was like, yeah, I can sing opera. <laughs> I love that party trick or something. I don't know. Well, that's that's how I feel too, because cool. it's like who sings classical music anymore? But like literally, there was like a family party when I was focusing on that. That my mom would be like, sing the opera for them, and I was like, okay, I'll sing the opera for them because the it's opera. like it feels like a party trick. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. Um, then I graduate high school and I go to UVU, and I just kind of spent two semesters just doing generals, then kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. Because I was like, I don't want a musical theater degree. I really don't. (laughs) For some people, it's great, especially if you want to teach. But I was like, I don't want to teach. I hate teaching. (laughs) Um, And UVU's theater program is a lot more contemporary. And like I said, we learned I am not a belter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I decided, okay, well, I'll try music. So I... uh, got into the vocal performance program. That's where I met Sadie. And I had a lot of fun. I was in there for like two years. Yeah, two years, four semesters. Um, And there were a lot of things I really, really loved. I loved 
one-on-one -on -one voice lessons. I loved master classes. I loved um, putting on the operas and like rehearsals for that. Sadie was my sister in the show. Yes. <laughs> we did um, Fun. together. I went and saw that. You did? Yeah. I was Adele, the sassy maid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. It was good. Like a big deal for me because that was my first like lead part. I know. Was, I mean, like, and what a role to take on too. Those <laughs> yeah. songs were not easy. No. And I was just like a little baby and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. Luckily it was in English. So that made it a lot easier. But yes. yeah. So there was a lot that I really loved. And then there were things that I was like, I don't know about this. Like choir. I had never done choir and you were required to take eight semesters of choir. That's a lot. It is it a lot. Is a lot. <laughs> I will also. I was like, I had the I'm different not... degree that didn't make me take it as many and it was still a lot for me. So yeah. yeah. And but anyway, I, sorry I interrupted you. No, you're good. I did not enjoy it because <laughs> I, I was only in women's choir. I was like, I'm not doing what's the other one? Chamber. 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 Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's too much work and too much pressure. Women's choir is easy, but it sucks. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm not, I, I had never done it before. So mm -hmm. I hated it the whole time. Um, I also was just like, I just want to perform. Like, I don't want to learn music theory and five languages. And <laughs> Vocal performance majors are insane. Like insane. You have to take French, you have to take German, like not yeah. just music classes. <laughs> anyway, it was just a lot. And I was, I, like I said, I just wanted to perform. I wasn't really interested in all of the other stuff. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll take a break. And that ended, that ended up being a permanent break, I guess. College dropout. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because I really like the direction that I'm headed I don't know Sadie do you have any thoughts on yeah so I was wondering though because like I feel like I've just been like watching your life via Instagram the last couple <laughs> years which has been fun but I feel like what I like admire so much of like of you is the fact that it's like you know you didn't have to graduate college but like, I feel like you're still actively performing so much and like you're doing such a variety of things and it's like so I want to know, like, what did you, like, start looking for? And then, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe what got you back into performing? Like, did you just find, like, a random local thing and just say, hey, I'm going to give it a try? Or, like, how did that start? Yeah, so once I stepped away from UVU, I was like, okay, musical theater, that's my real love. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do more of that. So I just started auditioning for shows. And then around that time, I also that's when I got into princess and character performing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I would say like knowing people is really helpful. Even just like your castmates from past shows seeing like, oh, they're doing that. Or I don't know, like if I see an opportunity, I will send it to people and be like, hey, I think you would be perfect for this. And just kind of like mm -hmm. yeah. uh, doing it that way. There's also a lot of Facebook groups for theater here in Utah. And that's really mm -hmm. helpful. That's where I find a lot of my auditions and whatnot that's cool yeah so right now I just do musical theater occasionally I try to only do shows that pay and they don't pay a ton but at least it yeah. like covers my gas here and there you know yeah <laughs> um but at least it's something right like I feel like I deserve to be paid 
So I'm only going to audition for shows that are paid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I do a lot of character performing. I also do solo, like singing sets at retirement homes. Um, so I just have like an hour long set of old Disney classics that I'll sing. So sweet. And it's so fun. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So that's what I'm up to is just... It's just kind of like the arts in every area of my life somehow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is like so cool is it's like, I think, I mean, like I said, I'm literally just an observer from social media, but from my <laughs> perspective, like, I feel like it's so cool. Cause I can just see that like, you're still integrating the arts and everything. And like, I think, I think you maybe even like said it like once on Instagram where you're like, there's just so many ways you can perform and there's so many opportunities out there that it's like just because you don't have a more traditional route of like graduating college and then getting the grad mm -hmm. school. And then, you know, in vocal performance, right. like that doesn't mean you have to stop performing. And also like, that doesn't mean that you don't have to be compensated for it too, right. you know? Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. question about then, if you have any thoughts about being a woman in musical theater, and I know you shared a story on your Instagram uh, on your Instagram stories this week about it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Will you share the story? Because I was like, wow, how perfectly timed. <laughs> okay. I have, I have two. The first yeah, one. I would love to hear that. them. So the first one, this was just a few days ago. Um, I performed at a retirement home and it was me and two other people. It was a group like Christmas set. And mm -hmm. this old man comes up to me afterwards and he's like, that was so wonderful. What's your name? And I said, Amanda. And he goes, well, Amanda will be in my dreams tonight. <laughs> I was oh like, my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Beautiful. Oh. So cute. <laughs> anyway, I have another one. Um, so this was after I left UVU that summer, I did a show at the Desert Star. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like a comedy dinner theater. There's a lot of improv involved. So they have their regular show that's like a musical that's an hour and a half long. And then there's a break. And then there's another show afterwards that's just a bunch of skits and random musical numbers and whatnot. So I had this skit where I come out and I'm pretending like I don't know how to sing. And I have this book and I'm like, I just got this book, How to Sing Good. And so I open it up and I'm like reading all the instructions, like, okay, chest out. And so I like roll my shoulders back and I look down and I go, chest out. Well, that's the best I can do. And the audience yeah. laughs and whatever. And then I move on. And cause there's more things for me to do to get ready to sing, right? So then um, I start singing my song really horribly. It was um, O Mio Babino Caro. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was like literally an opera. Okay. Yeah. That's so I'm just singing it like really, really horribly. And then I ask for the lighting to change and they change it. And then I just bust it out like perfectly. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, what the heck? She's singing amazing now. Where did that come from? So like, that was, that was it. That was my little moment. Um, after the show, this old man comes up to me and he's like, you're just fine. And I was like, what? And he goes, my granddaughter, hers are so big that it hurts her back. So you're just fine. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, are we seriously talking about my boobs right now? <laughs> like, 
your voice, but that is so much worse. I was like, that is insulting. But like, no, he's talking about our uh, boobs. That's so much worse. I'm like, I just sang my heart out. And that's the only thing you can focus on is that one tiny comment I made at the beginning. And second of all, I'm not insecure about my boobs. It's called acting. I don't know if you know what that's what I was doing up there, but it's not real. (laughs) Also, I just feel like the audacity like of an old man with his wife standing right there. Oh my gosh. It's always old men. I was just going to say that. I'm like, why is it yeah. literally always old men? Old men that are the ones who are like, I know. I'll tell this young woman, it's okay. Don't be insecure about your it's boobs. All right. and it's like, your boobs are just fine. <laughs> my male castmate was standing right next to me and heard the whole thing. And he was like, is th- like did that really just happen? <laughs> We cannot believe it. Oh, my heck. It was terrible. That's crazy. I'm sure you have, like, crazy things happen while princessing, too, because I did that in high school, and we got so many comments from random people. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, Ariel's, like, my fantasy princess, and you're, like, standing there in your mermaid tail, like, you're like, I'm underage. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm literally in high school. Thank you for your feedback. Yeah, yeah, I've had people like imply weird things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, some lady in my husband's parents' neighborhood was like, Oh, you do princess parties? I bet your husband loves that. Ooh, and I was I like, like Ew? Like, yeah. Ew? They are children's characters? <laughs> like, also, like, thanks for like commenting on like, I don't know, my potential sex life. Like, I know, you I'm don't like, need to cool give your commentary that. on that. I really didn't yeah. need to know about that about you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of one of the things that's so interesting about, like, performing arts specifically is that a lot of the times in visual arts, like, the work is able to be a little bit more removed from the person. But with, like, performing arts, you're so intertwined with it that, like, people just feel the freedom to make very interesting comments. Yeah, that was another thing I mentioned on my story earlier this week was it's, I've, it's, (laughs) I can't even speak. I'm so frustrated by it. I've noticed this lately, and I've been, trying to keep an eye on it because I was like, I don't want to like misjudge this. Um, Maybe it's just me, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it really is a thing. After I perform, people will come up to me and go out of their way to compliment my appearance first Mm -hmm. and compliment the way that I performed or the way that I sounded. Like they'll be like, you looked so beautiful up there. You sounded good too. It's yeah. really, really bizarre to me. Yeah. I'm like, why why is that the first thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's You're really like, I wasn't up there to be pretty. I was up there to sound good. Right. So. And yeah. like, I could be doing the most ridiculous thing up there, and it's still like, okay, glad that's all you paid attention to. Like, singing, I'm sure Sadie understands. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really vulnerable thing. Yeah. And so for them to be like, you looked so pretty and you sounded good. Yeah. Like that was an afterthought. Like, like, excuse me. (laughs) 
I, I definitely <laughs> have noticed like the exact same things. And it's like, I obviously know people are well intentioned and like, right. you know, maybe and, like, that's probably the thing. Like, wow, like you're so beautiful. That was so love. Like you looked so lovely, but it's kind of like, yes, but <laughs> right. like, I, what was I doing up there? And like, it, yeah, I get it. I, I've been there and it like feels like an afterthought in the situations. And it's like you said, like, you know, people are well-intentioned. So you like don't want to like hold it against people because they are being kind, but it's also like, like, I know I was pretty up there. (laughs) (laughs) Like what about how I sounded? Yeah. I just, it's, it's hard because they could say you were so beautiful or you did so beautiful. Or you sounded so beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm yeah like specifically make it about looks and i'm like you could have just lumped them together but yeah i don't know it's really really weird i i agree especially you said like singing is so vulnerable that it's like when i get off the stage sometimes it's like okay but like what like especially when i'm like singing songs i wrote too and like i get off the stage like wow you were so beautiful i was like hello i just like shared my heart and soul on the stage like can you like give any feedback your favorite song a lyric that resonated with you like anything or just hug me like i am feeling really a lot of vulnerability hangover yeah exactly um also didn't you like perform at like a bravanal hall or something like that i did yeah tell me about that that's so cool um yeah that was back in october Again, Facebook, I just saw this audition um, and that was for like a Broadway showcase, just a bunch of songs from mm-hmm. shows. And in the audition, it said, uh, here's the list of songs we want to include. So you can pick one of those if you want and also sing another song if you want. Um, so I was like, all right. So I go in to the audition and I was really, really sick all of a sudden, because it, it was when there was all that smoke. Oh, and yeah. I would not leave back in like yeah. August. Yeah, it was awful. horrible. So it destroyed my voice. So I went in because Phantom of the Opera was on the list. And I was like, um, how cool would it be to sing Phantom of the Opera at a Robinell Hall <laughs> with a yeah, yeah, real. And I guess I should give context. Like that's like a pretty big hall in Utah. So if anyone's listening yes. that doesn't know what that is, it's like where the Utah Symphony plays, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't get much fan. Yeah, like that better. is like the <laughs> yeah. biggest it's the most prestigious venue venue that Utah. we have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I went in and I didn't feel like I could sing Phantom because the smoke destroyed my voice. So yeah. I could sing something else. And they were like, well, that was good, but like, how high can you sing? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> so I explained like, pretty high usually, but um, today my voice isn't doing the best. And she's like, well, will you just try the ending of Phantom of the Opera with like the high E flat? Oh, I can't even fathom. Um, That is not in my voice. So like, that's amazing. I was like, uh, sure. And I don't know if you remember, Sadie, but when I played Adele in Flatermouse, I had to hit a D several times. And I struggled with that. I had a really, really hard time. And so this was an E flat. It's a whole half step higher, which is... (laughs) Which, which is, is significant when you're that high. When you're up there, that's a lot. So I was like, um, yeah, sure, I'll try it. <laughs> so I did it. And um, it was it was good. I hit it. It was fine. Wow. <laughs> I think I just had so much adrenaline that it just worked out. 
Um, have you like did you hit it before like did you know that was in your wheelhouse or did it like surprise you in that moment i knew it was in my wheelhouse but only on like really really good days and not to sustain it like that i could like pop up there but not like hold it out (laughs) dang that's so cool and like the fact that you nailed it in an audition like that's every vocalist dream yeah so then they were like wow that was amazing oh crap we weren't recording can you do it again (laughs) (laughs) like no (laughs) um i don't know like we'll find out together (laughs) ma'am i did it again and then i got the part i got to sing phantom of the opera at a bravenel hall in my wedding dress because i strive to be as iconic as possible so your wedding dress was beautiful so like Absolutely. I'm glad that you got the chance to wear your wedding dress again. <laughs> no, like, why not? And my wedding dress isn't, it doesn't look like a wedding dress. I mean, it's it like does. It's like a little off-white. Like, or was there cream on it or something? It's like pink. It's pink underneath and then has, like, cream lace over the yeah. top. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to How do it. Cool. Like, do a unique wedding dress so that you can wear it for multiple That's times ex- without that people exactly thinking. That was exactly my plan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, one day I'm going to sing Phantom of the Opera at a Bravenal Hall. I got to make sure my wedding dress could be used for that. I'm going to need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like so cool. But like, that's like I said, like goes back to like, it's just been so cool to like watch you just like find all these opportunities. And it's like, it's inspired me because it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like there's just like, I don't know what to do to like be perform, you know, to be a performer and to get paid to sing. Cause like, that's really like the performer and the artist goal is right. It's like to get some type of compensation for this so that we can, you know, at least in a way, like get rewarded for like all the time that we've put into what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. And so I think it's like so cool just to watch you just like take advantage of all these opportunities. And like, ever since I've known you, it's like, I've just like seen you do all these cool things. And it's just like, wow, like, you really just got to like put yourself out there and just go for it and audition. And like, you know, you never, you never know like what can happen. You might, you know, pull an E flat in the middle of an audition and pull, get <laughs> <Yeah>. the role. <laughs> yeah. And I guess like also don't limit yourself Yeah. Uh, because there are so many opportunities out there that you're like, oh, well, I could never do that mm-hmm. for it. You never know. You never know unless you put yourself out there and at least try. Like yeah. right now, I'm working at the, aquarium they have this random like christmas winter festival um and so i dress up as an elf and sit by a fire and sing christmas songs with kids all night like there are so many random opportunities that if you are keeping an eye out you will find them and you gotta just try it just go for it (laughs) that's so cool did you like how did you find that and like how did i was actually wondering like how did you start with the princess parties like because that was that something you've always been doing or was that a more recent thing no so it was like summer of 2019 my friend helped me make a mermaid tail because i was like i want a mermaid tail just for fun absolutely (laughs) and then she was like hey i'm supposed to do this mermaid party but i can't make it do you want to do it and i was like um sure (laughs) so i i just did it um and then that was like the end of summer so then summer ended and there were no more mermaid parties so I started getting booked for princess gigs. And oh, then cool. now that I've moved up to South Jordan, um, I work with a few different companies pretty consistently. So okay, busy. Cool. Like, probably 
once or twice a week. And I know because of the holidays, it's really busy, but it's like every weekend there's, there's something and then there's parties throughout the week. So it's really, it's really fun. I really, really enjoy it. It just looks so fun and wholesome. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> that I'm just like, that looks cute. Yeah. There's a lot of like volunteer opportunities as well. Um, I did a party with a girl a couple weeks ago and it, she had just started, like she'd only been doing it for a couple months and we're talking to these people. Um, it was like at a mall and we were talking to the security guards after we were done performing and they're like, oh, do you enjoy it? And she's like, yeah, it's so much fun. I would do it for free. And I was like, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't do it for free, but like, I'll do it for $50 an hour. Yeah. I, like, no, I did it for free a lot because yeah. we did the charity events in high school and it is draining because oh, birthday sure. parties are like, what, an hour or two tops? And yeah. then like, for the most part, you're done. But the charity events go on for a really long time. And I you're did not a getting paid two for hour birthday it. party yesterday. It was yeah. really long. <laughs> yeah so yeah I was like no you deserve to be paid like doing volunteer stuff that's great it's like different Mm -hmm. said up front this is we're doing a fundraiser for yeah like if you come this is but like you absolutely deserve to be paid (laughs) anyways I just realized we only have like five minutes left on the zoom call before it's gonna kick (laughs) us out you're good um so Any, like, parting advice that you would give? We kind of already touched on it, but whether it be as a woman in the arts or just a person in general who is, you know, interested in performing. I mean, our podcast is geared to women, so we can can gear our advice to women if you have anything in mind. Well, I think especially as a woman, having strong boundaries, like, no, I just Mm -hmm. paid. No, I'm not comfortable wearing that. No, I'm not comfortable with you speaking about me that way. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like listening, this sounds, um, this sounds sad, <laughs> depressing, but like listening to other people's stories and kind of imagining scenarios that could happen so that you have something to say in the moment. Yeah. Like when that guy commented on my boobs, I was just so shocked and didn't know what to say. And so I was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like I wish I had said something, you know? Yeah. yeah. But like also... So- you can't prepare yourself for the moments where someone's like acting inappropriately to you. So like, don't like fault yourself for that. And I'm sure you know that. Right. Yeah. Like give yourself lots of grace if you are in an uncomfortable Mm -hmm. situation, but have really strong boundaries, know your worth, know that you deserve to be paid and that there are opportunities out there for you. There's like, Mm -hmm. don't hurt yourself. There are so many random things you can do and have a lot of fun and learn a lot because you're learning so much about different facets of the industry that can really be helpful so well I think that's like a cool thing because I think sometimes I'll get in the mindset of it's like oh I don't know everything about this so how can I deserve to be paid but it's like no like I do have a foundation of skills and of course I'm going to learn something from everywhere I go and I know I'm able to be paid for it so like no I want some compensation and also I'll grow from this and you can like have both Mm -hmm. things be true at once and I think I have the tendency of like putting those in boxes of it's like either I'm learning for it or I'm getting paid, but it's like, no, it's okay to do both. And like, you're still a good artist if you are learning something from a role. Yeah. And imposter syndrome is so real. Even like doing this, I was like, I don't really know that much, but I was like, you know, some stuff, like it's okay. It doesn't matter. No. Hey, you know more about musical theater than probably either of us do. I haven't done a play since high school. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
it's like no matter like you're always gonna feel that way like no matter how much you know you're always gonna be like well there's more there's more but Mm -hmm. accept yourself where you're at and yeah (laughs) no I love that and like just say yes because like you don't know what could happen yeah but also be okay saying no no very true exactly (laughs) yeah but that's a good lesson of like knowing when you can say yes and when to say no and I think it's such a skill to be able to figure out when you're saying no because you're scared and when because it's like a legitimate boundary and like right. it's important to like figure like that out on with the audition form yeah when it says will you accept any role if you genuinely will not accept any role just say no don't put yes yeah, yeah. like they mm-hmm. they will understand <laughs> yeah don't, then you don't want to work with them anyway right like yeah. the amount of times like in high school i was like i have to say yes because then i'm like unlikable and not willing to like you know anyways no, I, I put I put no. I'm not willing so so often. <laughs> like, well, that's good. Yeah. No, that often is. Often I don't get the part, and you know what? That's okay because I didn't want to do the show anyway, right? Like unless you got that part, yeah. Right, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Um, cool. Well, I don't want our timer to run out in the middle yeah, of a point getting... or conversation. Oh, so. Thank you for thank you saying so yes to coming on, even though you were mm-hmm. scared about it. I <laughs> knew that you would have great insight and great stories. And like I said, I've been like an admirer from afar for the last couple of years. And it's just like cool to see like all the things you're doing. And we didn't even touch on like your energy work stuff, which, by the way, is like also really amazing to me. <laughs> but we I feel like that was a whole other can of worms that like <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't have time to like really dive no. into. But I just wanted that to be known that I also am very impressed by that. <laughs> Well, I really like everything that both of you are doing. Like, Stani's work on your cover art is incredible. I don't know. You can it. always Thank see. You. It's so amazing. <laughs> love all of your songs. I am constantly walking around my house going, I keep crying for attention. <laughs> and my Same. Is like, what are you singing? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good. Oh, I appreciate that. No, honestly, the amount of times that people be like message me and be like, your cover art. I'm like, but did you like the song? <laughs> like, I, I know Stani did amazing. I don't want to negate that. But like, what about the song? <laughs> Thank Thanks for so chatting with us. It was so fun. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Okay, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Amanda and this episode in general. If you want to check out that book, feel free to we'll link it in our episode description with our Mm -hmm. amazon affiliate code um and yeah it's a good read and it is a good read yeah will be a good time and we'll be back next monday with another episode yes we will and the new month with a new book which we'll hopefully announce a lot sooner than we did this time (laughs) than in the bonus episode Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. 
exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.